9to5.cc. We're not working. Why should you? Thanks for listening. Hey guys, welcome back to Go Plug Yourself, which we are still in quarantine mode for this podcast which i cannot stress enough uh you should be too i mean just because everything is open doesn't mean to go caution to the wind and just uh stop uh you know self-isolating uh social distancing and quarantining you should probably keep doing that and wearing a mask and avoiding uh people in large gatherings um we are however going to be uh only having a couple more of these uh, go quarantine yourself uh specials in the bank um probably another at least one uh because this is our me lawrence uh, chris and uh, walter jumps on once again to talk about the marvel cinematic universe and we are going to do a second part where we talk even more about the marvel cinematic universe because we are nerds uh, but then after that we might start having guests again Ooh, guests um if you've been enjoying the show uh, as through these challenging times, uh, please tell your friends, uh, like us and rate us on iTunes or wherever you do that. Uh, like us on Facebook, follow us all on Twitter, do all those fun things. Um, enjoy the show. It's really just honestly all about Marvel this episode. So enjoy it. One, two, one, hit it. Go plug yourself. You plug another plugger. Go plug yourself. You plug another plugger. Go plug yourself. You plug another plugger. Go plug yourself. It's time for another go plug yourself podcast. And we're back. Yeah, buddy. <laughs> why did you start? I, why did you start it after I said the wrong? Wasn't shit. ready. I was clicking settings and things. Oh man, <laughs> Walter, what's your favorite MCU movie? Um, what's the one there uh, where there's a guy that's like he like he's like he starts off normal and then he gets all in black. and saves the day. He's all in black. Okay. Mm-hmm. And, and black Panther. Like, no, no, he's an idiot, and he's going with and Batman. I know he that he lives was, to fuck up listen, all our shit. I don't even get to do the bit. See, no, Chris, because because I, I saw this about, bit like, coming from a mile Panther, away. But then, but then it ends up. No, I'm talking about Batman the whole time. Yeah, he grew he's up in a life learn. of privilege. He lost his parent. You got no chill, Chris. You got no chill, Chris. Yeah, I was gonna see. I was gonna Marcus bait him into sounding Chris racist. Didn't let me do the bit. I was gonna you, bait you into sounding like really racist and be like, "Oh, are you did, saying the Black Panther isn't your favorite superhero because he's not a white privileged male?" Oh, did you ever see the uh, interview with Hassan Minaj and Justin Trudeau? Yeah, it's the best. It's like one of the greatest interviews of all time. It's so funny where he talks about like, "Hey, your father was a king." And he died, yeah. and now you're in charge, which makes you. And Justin Trudeau's like the Prime Minister of Canada. He goes the White Panther. <laughs> wow. That whole interview is Trudeau amazing. He's like, that, or... Yeah, he did. Yeah, he he chuckled. But that that yeah. one was the. He's like, let's just say some fun Canadian phrases, you know? Like he's like Tim Hortons is, and he's like a national treasure, and like and whatever, and going back and forth. And he was like, I will stop selling weapons to the Saudis. Yeah. <laughs> and then like, Trudeau's just like Trudeau just like stares at him like with this like eye twitch going on. And I, was like, <laughs> I was like, uh best. I was like, if you're gonna, you're not gonna get too many chances to sit down uh... with world leaders when you when you do, man, make it count. Um, but yeah, this is gonna be our uh, our MCU episode. Uh, Chris, you think this might be like part a three one. Part one, baby. At least two parts. I am in no way committing to three parts. There's 22 <laughs> movies. What are we talking about? <laughs> I mean, I am in no way committing to three parts. I'm just watched how many hours. Yeah, because we have Sopranos a lot going on. Have you life. Hey, instead, instead, can we do the entire filmography of the, of the Coen Brothers? No, but did you know that Yo, today, in Brothers. a weird, in in what in what I believe was your or what I believed might have been your uh, your catalyst for Batman. Is in, in an effort to try to get people back into movie theaters. They're showing like they're doing movie marathons and stuff at like Cineplex, and they're showing all the the Nol- all three Nolan Batman's for like five bucks a pop in IMAX today. 
Like that's cool. Yeah, Jurassic Here? World Two made an extra hundred million at the box office the last month. And that Dra- movie did Dra- not need to make more money, and it did made it? an extra hundred million. Original Jurassic sense. Park apparently made like forty million on Father's Day or something because they put original Jurassic Park in theaters. It's like people don't have fucking Netflix or fucking whatever but the fuck. I will. I will say though that like the like remounting of stuff on IMAX is like appealing. Like you know, like if no, you're gonna, it's if you're... Ca- no, it's a cash grab. But if it's Thank five you. bucks, it's you know, a cash grab. Yeah, but I, I will still works. pay five bucks to go see a big job. Like, like I like Dark Knight Rises. Yeah, I'm a my favorite favorite MCU movie. Like Dark Knight Rises, your favorite MCU movie. It's your favorite MCU movie. <laughs> I told you. It's also it's, a, it's also it's also it's also your favorite movie in the Coen Brothers cinematic universe. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, exactly. Also my favorite. Just, also just my a, favorite romantic movie. Uh, romantic yeah. comedy. Um, favorite romantic comedy. Um, my favorite. Also my favorite documentary. Movie. My favorite documentary, yeah, definitely. My favorite, um, this is a weird one, um, Bollywood Musical is also Dark Knight Rises. Nice, yeah. <laughs> That's how I feel oh, about but... Rocky 2. <laughs> well, but Rocky 4 has the big song and dance number, though. They all have no, a that's song Rocky and dance number. Yeah, you're right. Um, but yeah, so the MCU, MCU. Guys, I wondered about... Chris, your uh, so look, you know, you got these Marvel comics and they hey. the films. And, I mean, when was the first time you read a comic book, Keith? Oh, I was I was gonna ask Chris. <laughs> I I read comics. I read comics through my my older brother. So we want to get into why I got into comics in first place, like outside of Archie's. So I guess like the first comics are Archie's. Like, uh, the hard stuff. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Garfield for me. Because <laughs> I remember uh, Chris already took a dig at me going up to the cottage in the summertime, but my parents used to grab... Oh, you noticed that one, eh? Yeah. Yeah, I used to grab, like, Double Digest Archie comics from the, I guess, like, gas station or grocery store when we would, like, head up for, like, a week, and my, my brother and I would each get one, and then we'd, like, read it, and we'd swap. So that was like comic books. That was like my first thing into comic books. Then in the 90s when there was the big uh, Image Comics, when Todd McFarlane started up Image Comics, and it was all style over substance, and they were just cool-looking art. My brother got into that whole like collector craze with like variant art covers and all that stuff. So comics just became like kind of de facto cool that my brother was like spending money on these comic books and like that I I wasn't allowed to touch. Like a sound, sound investment. Some of them are. I, I don't know if you hung on to them, but some of them are definitely worth some money. Like some of the, Keith, yo. I imagine you're about to ask me if I've ever read the comic books. I know you haven't, but I'm. But okay. I'm, like, this is not I, letting I, anybody do bits tonight. <laughs> but I'm saying, but you still hey, like hey Chris. You're in a fucking rush, huh? <laughs> I know you have not read the comic book, so that's what I was wondering. But you're like, but you love the Marvel movie series, so what is like? You just you just went in blind, or did you know the cartoons? Or I worked at Blockbuster. Shiny lights, like big flashing lights and sounds and explosions. Jesus, Walter. In, Seriously, I, if we invite Walter one more time onto this thing after having his fucking retirement no, party, I'm gonna nobody lose. Nobody invited it. him, Chris. Nobody <laughs> invited him. He forced his way into him? this. How'd he get here? And then I was late. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. <laughs> Lawrence in the background. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yep. I, noticed, I noticed that too. Uh, <laughs> fucking prick. Um, I worked at so Blockbuster, Blockbuster from uh, 2008 to like 2011. Okay. Oh. So, so a lot of. started to free fall. How convenient. Well, yeah, it was there right at the end. It's like almost like everything they lost I ever so much do. money in popcorn. <laughs> no, they lost way <laughs> more money in other things. <laughs> how much of the how much of the downfall of Blockbuster are you responsible for, Chris? Yeah, how much licorice and popcorn did you steal? That's uh, a loaded question. Did, uh, did you turn your local Blockbuster into a money laundering scheme, like in uh, Breaking Bad? I'd rather not answer that. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, so two thousand eight, though that I was, mean a lot of so, mistake in my youth. Uh, well, it was but, like Iron Iron Man came out on DVD while you worked on Blockbuster. Iron Man came out, Dark Knight Rises came out, and then the whole came you. out. The whole came out. Well, l- listen, the entire franchise is inspired by Nolan. First of all, the the direction where it was inspired by the Nolan Batman's. Uh, I wouldn't say it's inspired by Nolan's Batman. I think it was inspired by the success of it. 
Well, that's what I'm saying. Because right? it was because it was it was like Nolan's Batman was like dark and gritty, and it was like a hard reboot uh, of like the the gritty thing. And I think that the what made the MCU successful was in like a like the the gritty reboot is such a Hollywood trope. It worked for Nolan because Nolan's a great director. But I didn't say it was a gritty reboot. It was like it was kind of like a realistic. What do you mean it wasn't gritty? I'm not wearing <laughs> hockey pads. Well, doesn't, that doesn't make it gritty. You no, know. you're not yeah. wearing shit. You can't just um, make it boys. It was pretty gritty. It was like no, it was, it was I much more. Say, I would say it was more realistic than gritty. It was kind of like it was kind of like they tried to make real world Batman. Like, you're trying to drive yeah. an exploding train into a building still though on light rail. Yeah. That was. Yeah. <laughs> That was the Batman uh, Begins, <laughs> but but I think but I think there'd always he dealt been in that. like military technology. He didn't fucking make shit out of garbage cans. It wasn't fucking gritty. What? Okay, um, so <laughs> but I mean, gritty, I mean, it was as gritty as a billionaire playboy who traveled abroad and learned ninja skills could get. Anyway, and that's yeah. why Batman is my favorite MCU movie. <laughs> but yeah, but I think that, <laughs> well, well, yes, Batman uh, definitely painted the success. Corbett, Corbett has something to say. Oh, hit it, hit it. Here's the thing. So here's the thing. So the thing is, like, with Batman and shit like that, of course, the success of that movie, they didn't know how to branch out to not, like, successful characters, right? So all of the precursors to, like, shitty superhero movies were, like, Superman, Batman, you know, the the two reboots of Spider-Man and stuff. But having something like... Iron Man, before these movies came out, he wasn't like a top-tier character. He wasn't someone that people were excited about, right? Not really, so in a no. Lot, no, in a lot of ways... And Robert movie, Downey Jr. was like a failing actor. Yeah, yeah no, the he movies... Was, the, he, was, he was back in at that point. He was back mm, in. And that's, that kind I of cemented it. it. That cemented it. But yeah, like, that put him back so. into A-list. Yeah, he was, he, 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 was doing, he was working. He was working. He did that weird dog-faced boy I don't movie. know. Favreau, Favreau would still have to fight with the studio and pay... And be on the hook for Downey's insurance, right? Yeah. But to also, get that first like, movie made. He, on on the first movie, he got paid less than Terrence Howard. Yeah, oh yeah. Like he got paid less than Terrence Howard, right? Because they and Bridges and Jeff Bridges, Jeff Bridges. And then now, if you fast forward 12, 13 years, these guys. <laughs> yeah. According to Wikipedia, his career. Did you just say that Terrence Howard made more than Robert Downey Jr. in the first Robert. on the he Iron did, Man movie? Yeah. yeah. And then they replaced him in the second one for Don Cheadle because they wanted even more money. That's fucking crazy. Yeah. Well, Terrence Howard at that point was coming off of an Oscar-nominated film, Hustle Hustle and Flow. Flow. And uh, Robert Downey Jr. was coming off of fucking Gothica. So, like... (laughs) Nice. That was filmed here. But but Uh, I think, like... If if you have, like... The history of like superhero movies, like if you have like the Batman from like 1989, and then you have like Spider-Man in the year 2000. So like the technology was finally able to like have. I wish I wish that was the name of the movie, Spider-Man in the year 2000. <laughs> there, there is a comic book called Spider-Man 2099. But yeah. Yeah, yeah, oh my god, yeah. was did Vance and Walter write it? No, I got that costume though in the fucking game. It's pretty cool. Yeah, Miguel O'Hara. Are you Corber? Growing up, I know you read the comics. Were you more of a MCU guy? Oh, sorry, Marvel guy or a DC guy? Um, I I read both. I did. I had favorite characters kind of from both rosters. I was just excited for the Marvel movies because it became clear right away that the Marvel movies were way better than DC ever did. So, like DC always outside of Nolan, though. Right, like that was kind of that was kind of the weird shift was that, and that was what I was kind of saying before was I think that the MCU did a really good job by leaning, like arguably, arguably they never made Superman really work properly. Oh no, never. He's I mean he's he's I I would argue that Superman has never worked properly ever even in the comics. Like he's a bad hero. But But uh, I was going to say, I feel like I feel like in the hands of that's a hot take. That's a hot take. That is a hot take because he was like the most recognizable superhero yeah, forever. That's that's yeah. he, he most recognizable, absolutely. But I'm like, it's the every Superman story reads like uh, a story of like the Christ, where you're like something's bad happens and he shows up and he's flawless and he's perfect and he doesn't make mistakes. Like writers go out of their way to try to find like minute flaws with Superman. What about that like, time that, where he accidentally beats Lois Lane to death? <laughs> I, don't, I don't think that because he gets because he gets super drunk. <laughs> he can't. He can't even get super drunk. On, on, on Kryptonite, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. 
But yeah, but what I was saying, <laughs> Again, though, really was that MCU, I think, did the right thing. MCU did the right things but, and leaned but, into a much more, like, bright kind of cartoony world. Like, right, but, they, they, like, the DC animated universe, they have a slew of animated movies that all run between, like, an hour to an hour and a half that are very, very honest. Yeah, but they're very honest to, like, the actual comic book source material. So yeah, they, they do have stories good, yeah. where, where Superman kind of struggles with his relationship with humanity, even though I'm not the biggest Superman fan. The thing about Marvel characters that were always more interesting to me is they were flawed humans, right? They were yeah, people like from, who had a lot of issues. Like, the thing about... actual Superman fans are, like, NBA players. Um, Dwayne Wade. And that's it. Yeah. Shaq. Dwayne Jack. Wade is Dwayne Wade is the big big Superman fan. I believe also Braun Strowman. He has a Superman tattoo. Bra- yeah, Braun Strowman. I, yeah, um, yeah. No, I don't know anyone who's like a Superman fan. I think that DC also has the the big issue right where the the Justice League. Um, everybody's a Batman fan. Everybody likes Batman. Yeah, but the thing is, but DC as a as a company or as a as a universe has the issue of the like their core heroes like being the Justice League are all like holdovers from like literally the silver age of comics or whatever the fuck right yeah like and that's yeah. What i think and i think that's why with like marvel it's it's with marvel they, they all got invented in like the 60s and 70s like it was a much more interesting time for humanity than the like it's less of a stretch that there would be like fucking aliens and shit involved you it kind of it kind of works more for marvel whereas like if yeah, dc had aliens all of the like aliens, i know but yeah all of, and all, and all superman of bad guys an alien, aliens, and he and himself is an alien. martin manhunter you know like okay, they have fine. All, all right all right all right shitty point fine what what shitty. i would say is that they just they came from a group of like i feel that if you were a like a comic book writer and you're like writing what's gonna sell like if you come from like the silver age of comics and like even the golden age of comics and you're coming out of the like 1920s and 1940s it was like the wars were on so you had to make like true blue american heroes just being good all the time whereas like if you're inventing heroes in like the 60s and 70s you're you're coming into vietnam there's like racial tensions that are kind of on the all high there's like it's just like it's it's a there's more going on around you and i think there's more that sells so you can you can be stanley and you can invent the x-men you know like do you think wolverine represents non-vets yeah just, I would def- I'm just thinking about that now. I'm like, do you think Wolverine is like a stand-in for non-vets? I would. Like, I, I think, think Wolverine's the greatest comic book character ever created, though. Well, what do you think about that, Chris? Like, actual question: Do you think that Wolverine can can be seen as a stand-in for Vietnam veterans? Um, I don't know if he was a stand-in for the Vietnam War vet. That's my question. Oh, I think he uh, might have been though. Like, I think that was definitely at least well like, uh, touched upon the, quickly. Like, I always got well, like. The, the Punisher was actually a Vietnam vet when he first came out. So I think was he really? had more abandoned. Yeah. So they dared, they tried to make a more gritty Captain America. Uh, but yeah. Wolverine Wolverine is before that. Wolverine's from the 60s, right? So, yeah, Wolverine, so that, would, that would make him a, I guess, Korea vest. Well, yeah. no, I don't. I guess maybe, but maybe but he's I not think, a vet at all. Well, no, but I think uh, I deba- maybe not definitely not like Vietnam. Lawrence is right; he came like, out in the '60s with but the it's like the whole but, idea. The whole idea that the government kind of like puts something in him that yeah he, that has like forever changed him. And and, and like issue one, he was like established as a character who's like <laughs> some shit, you know, like. Yeah. But that's why I, I I definitely he think he was part of being a, a he was I, I definitely think he was at least a proxy for a war vet of some kind, maybe even a World <laughs> War II vet. You know, like, but he, but he's like through the characters' backstories, he's the veteran of many different wars. Right. Yeah. So he's, kind of, he's kind of the embodiment of like, a, like an old school like Greek mythology character, like an Ares. Like war never changes; it just gets worse. Right. Yeah, but, but I like, think that came later, though. At least, at least that that full like the full depth of his mythology, I think, only came later. Sure. But I think the original push for him was like a new kind of when he get roped into the X Men after his debut. That's when the X-Men, you know, who had always been a kind of a book, which was like a euphemism for, you know, racism or anything like that. They they came out with a new roster at the time, which was a Russian (laughs) guy, an African woman, a German guy. Yeah, Colossus. Are you sure you're not talking about about Captain Planet? Yes. Captain, yeah, exactly. So Wolverine's first appearance. The Hulk. Incredible Hulk 181, 1974. Did you guys see did you guys all see Deadpool Part Two, the movie? 
Yeah, I didn't see yeah. the fun Christmas re-release though. I really wanted to see that. It's like, like, like yeah, I watched I watched some of it, but I, I like when he hooks up with the with Colossus, who you're just talking about, and uh, Negasonic Teenage Warhead person. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you oh, did yeah. it. You, you know, you actually like you nailed it. Like <laughs> yeah. there was a lot of there was a lot of chances for you to mess that up, but you, you know, got it, buddy. You know, I've seen movies and. Um, <laughs> And they're like, somebody's like, who are you guys? Or like, who are the X-Men or something? Or he's explaining, and it's the kid, and it's the kid on for the wilder people there. But what's his face? By, uh, you guys, uh, yeah. uh, fucking what's his face there? The Taiga Watiti? Yeah, the kid from Hunt for the Wilder People, yeah. Hunt for the Wilder People, and it's that kid. And he's like, and it's, and, and Deadpool explaining fucking who the X-Men are to the kid. He's like, ah, it's a thinly veiled, dated, like, standing, like, metaphor for racism in the 60s. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that was worth getting there. All right, yeah, yeah. Jesus Thanks Christ, for that payoff, Walter. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Holy shit! Yeah, see Deadpool wow. two, Deadpool two. Yeah, we did not uh, again. Not, not not an MCU Deadpool movie. Two? Not a film. Of the MCU. Yeah. So the year is two thousand and eight. It might as well be. The can we mute scene. Walter? I, I probably I can just not use his recording. <laughs> If we just all talk over him and ignore there's just gonna him, be, there's just going to be minutes of gaps, and then we come back with like, "Thanks, oh hey, that's great, awesome." <laughs> so the year, <laughs> so <laughs> to the point that someone was making so long ago, Lawrence was making it right where the movie. So yes, were... Batman is the best. Shut MCU up, film. Walter. <laughs> Damn it, Walter. So Lawrence was saying that the MCU films, I think were, I agree, like remarkable in the sense that like the going in film, like the kickoff of the whole film was a uh, series was Iron Man, which is yeah. not a household name. Like well, whereas, the movie was good. It was good. It was like movie was really good. Yeah. Like we were, I mean, well, I guess we'll pro- probably get to it's our, very our top fun. five. It was very fun. It like it instantly embodied kind of like the Marvel style for years to come. Yeah, like in yeah, and, every and other Marvel say, movie. I want to say was until kind of like and it was until what? Until Guardians was off that same exact they a, formula. They had a stutter start, right? They had the stutter start with fucking with uh, Hulk. They and like no, Hulk, 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 Hulk. Oh yeah, Ang Lee's Hulk, but that doesn't count as no, 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 the second Hulk. No, no. Oh, yeah, the, the Edward, uh, Edward yeah, Norton Hulk. The, yeah, that was the 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 disavowed Edward Norton Hulk. Where that was supposed, it, I think they were trying to make that 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 was supposed, that was like he was good at. Yeah, but Norton Hulk. wanted to like yeah. write, produce, what? direct, and star in his. Yeah, he was a real. He was a real. Yeah, actor. and he wanted like all kinds of money. They're like, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> well, my, so my under, my understanding of that whole situation was that Ed Norton probably was going to make a pretty good Hulk film. But it was not going to be the kind of film that would like fit in the cinematic universe that they were trying to kick off. Probably not, no. So that was, and I think that was where the uh, like the breakdown between him and Marvel Studios just kind of ended up going down was that he he wanted probably a standalone thing where Hulk does whatever, and then it was because it. I think it was originally going to be even potentially released before Iron Man, and then it was the reshoots and like production hell that ended up having it. It came out like a month, a month and a half later. Like they were back to back. But like one of the things that's uh, amazing, and it's like Chris said, it's like 22 fucking movies, right? And and even though they've had all these different directors come and go, and the movies are different from each other, there's still like a lot of consistency throughout all the movies. Like, yeah. like notes of humor and shit like that. And sometimes like they're more funny and like sometimes they're more serious, but like all in all, there is like a consistency. <laughs> throughout all the like it's like you don't watch like you don't watch winter Soldier and it feels like a thousand times fucking different than you know like dr strange or whatever like it makes it feel which i mean it's the comic books are the exact thing to go for that right like a crossover event in comic books was like they've been doing that since the like 80s i will you know, say, like, I, I will, sorry go ahead corber I was just going to say that comic books lends really well to that because there's a certain difference in characters, but there's a c- certain familiarity with format that kind of allows exactly, it to yeah. be like, oh, I'm this is my origin story and I'm learning about myself and oh, the bad guy is like an evil version of what I might have become if I didn't do this properly. And then we have some sort of mentor and then there's a conflict and we wrap it up, but we're part of a bigger picture, move on to the next one. So I there's will- something reassuring about that format and they were able to do that that as a bit that was really good you should do that as a bit 
Really? It, well, I don't know. Yeah, you just that was good. Card. Yeah, that was good, actually. That was good. It was, was good. good. It, it needs a punchline though, because you're just describing comic book. Movies. No, but that's really good. That's I mean, I mean, I mean, I, I wasn't, I wasn't trying to build to a bit. You know what I mean? Because I was taking yeah, Walter it, Lee talking, talking for minutes without having a laugh. So, oh, I will say though, Lawrence, though that that what you're describing uh, ultimately is what like made me uh, sour. A little bit on the MCU was I was like, oh, like the origin movies. I was like, holy crap, are these getting cut and paste? Like, for I think sure. Like, the- like at the, by the time you get to Captain Marvel, it's it's arguably the worst MCU movie, and that's saying a oh, lot. About that. Oh no! Considering considering, considering 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 Thor: The Dark World is so bad. Yeah, Thor, I was least, gonna say. I was like, but at least Thor: The Dark World took is a chance. Was Dark World bad? Oh, Dark World's awful. Dark World's bad, but the thing about Captain Marvel that's really, like, I didn't like is they have this whole origin story, and the whole movie is, like, a bunch of men telling a woman to, like, check her emotions and, like, keep her, you know what I mean? Be a better soldier. Yeah, be a better soldier. Can can we revisit what makes Dark World shit? Uh, Dark Elves. I think think that's one of the few Marvel movies. Um, start to finish the uh the insistence that the uh warriors three play a part in this movie like we give a fuck <laughs> uh, <Yeah>. <laughs> exactly walter exactly uh what is the correct answer to that I've never we go through hang movie. on which which i want to know what mcu movies since we're talking about the mcu have you guys not seen or have you seen them all i've, I've seen, seen all of them <sighs> There's a couple. Of, well, I haven't seen Dark World. <laughs> uh, yeah, Thor: I, The Dark World is real bad. I'll tell couple, you. There's a couple that I went with uh, with Chris and with a couple other people that I slept through a lot of. Yeah. Uh, oh. I I'm gonna go through the list of ones I have not seen. <laughs> Iron Man three. Great, oh, no? wonderful film. Love it. Yeah, and and but it's, but, it's but it, that Schindler's was list. Yeah, but I, I was like, and I was told like <laughs> avoid it, and I was like done. <laughs> Yeah, like I was yeah. told by enough people that I trust. No, it was good. It was good. I, I feel really, like if you're a heavy wanna, comic yeah, book yeah, fan, if you're a fan of the comics, you hated that movie. If you were just watching the movies, you didn't mind it. It's part yeah, three, the, it's part it, three, the one with the, the Mandarin. Yeah, it's yeah. yeah. Part, Mandarin. part three yeah. So has, has one of the most heartbreaking swerves as a comic book fan because, like, when you grow up, and Iron Man is not a big character before the movies, right? Like he his 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 rise to well he was he was he was around but his rise to prominence as like an A list character in the comic books kind of rode off of the success of the film and a lot of different things where he took over a major role in the in the Marvel universe right so well, the I was man gonna, I was is, gonna, you do you think sorry sorry to cut you off Lawrence but do you think no that the, like his role and this is gonna be some comic book nerd shit do you think that his role because I, I was going to say, I was like, no, I was like, he was a big deal in Civil War, which was pre-movies, but it was only like two years before movies. So the movie was already in production. Do you think they yeah. amped him up in the comics yeah. yes, to like yes, put, him, put him over even more? In they the absolutely did. Yes. Yeah. So the, the Civil War, uh, they basically had an entire MCU, like a whole Marvel Universe event, which kind of was predicated on Iron Man versus Captain America. Yeah. And before that, really, Iron Man hadn't really done anything of note. Like he was dicking well, he around, was, and, he was, he, and yeah. specifically, he was a drunk screw up. Yeah, like, the, the demon was, in a, a bottle. Was hero. Like, yeah, yeah, <laughs> demon in a bottle was like the thing he was most famous for. Was like him being a drunken mess, and that's a very small story about like his personal demons, right? So yeah. the, the, all and he was of like, that, he was he was just he was an unreliable thick character in the comics. Like he was, yeah. like a, you're like he's so, in the Avengers, but eh, Iron Man. Yeah, but then you know they always there's a but that's so, the thing that goes back to like the Marvel characters being human. Like he's the Walter of the Avengers. <laughs> Tony, Tony, <laughs> and Tony Stark is like being a big drunken mess, and like Hank Pym goes crazy and beats his wife. So then they have to struggle oh, no. with. Does he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. In the comic books, Hank Pym beats his wife, and then yeah. the rest of Avengers have to balance the fact of like, hey, he's a brilliant scientist who like helps people. But he also beat his wife. So should we just? Oh my god! Yeah, and then you know, wow. like they they have they have some like heavier moments Ant-Man. in comic book. Yeah, yeah. Ant Man, Hank Pym. 
Come yeah, on, but not not but, and and specifically because that's like such a big point. Of oh, wait, Hank is that, is that backstory. Michael Douglas? Yeah, the character it's the Michael, Michael Douglas. Yeah, but it, it's not the one that Paul Rudd, and apparently that's why they cast Ant Man that way was because that is like such a standout moment for the character that they were like, we don't want that to be Paul Rudd. What they the were like, Paul, Paul Rudd is beloved. Let's make him a criminal instead of a spousal you. abuser. Let's make him a petty thief. Jesus. Yeah, Christ. but you know what? Because, yeah, I that, that was a good call. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And, yeah, and also a character a, like a character like Ant-Man, I would never have guessed in a million years they're going to put fucking Ant-Man on screen. You know, imagine like that's, you go, imagine you go into the movie Ant-Man and it's like and you're getting all the trailers and it's like well it looks like a very comedic kind of Marvel movie and they hide the and they hide the domestic abuse stuff and Jesus. There, and then it's like in the fucking movie anyway and it's just like really hard to deal with and it's like the comedy shit isn't even any good anymore. I would say the biggest swerve the biggest swerve not like in terms of like getting a blockbuster film release with no lead in Right. Like it wasn't like, uh, you know, um, like, oh, they were introduced in one film and then they got their own spinoff. But like was not Ant-Man. It was Guardians. Guardians to just Guardians be like, here's a, a lot of shit going for itself, though. Guardians but was, it's Guardians still a was hell the of a super swerve. flex, though. Guardians was the yeah, that really was. Like, you've really heard was. of nobody the, in this movie. There's hey, no, I'm going like, to take this yeah. fucking that's, comic book that you know nobody's that ever heard Marvel of. couldn't fuck up anymore. Yeah, yeah because look at the cast they put together, though. Hey, these are five characters you don't know. But Chris Pratt, Zoe Saldana, Dave Bautista, uh, fucking Bradley Cooper. Like, you know what I mean? They put together a cast. Vin Diesel. I put together a cast of people that if we said these people are in a movie, you would go see it, right? And then it would be fucking wonderful. I would argue against that. Because when it came out, because Suicide Squad, because because Suicide Squad, you could do when, that. You can throw together the cast and still it, it really screw it up. Power. It did not have the star power of Suicide Squad when it came out because like Chris Pratt was was like this is what sent Chris Pratt into like superstardom. This is yeah. like he was not. He was like he had Parks and Rec. This is what really established him. And then, like, Batista was, like, mostly known to a wrestling audience. Yeah, I was like, yeah, exactly. Casting a wrestler in a film is not necessarily... It's not a big leap. A sure, like, a sure bank. The fucking Vin Diesel was, like, a stunt casting, and he only and does he, one line of dialogue. Like, so, like... Whoa. You're saying he did not repeat every single I'm just line saying individually? It wasn't, like... So if if you're a group on Celebrities. <laughs> and James I was gonna say- a fucking genius. Yeah, what a year for freaking... So, back-to-back movies, uh, Chris Pratt did Lego Movie, which was like a gazillion dollars, Guardians, and Jurassic World. That was like three movies back-to-back. That's what, Which is yeah. insane. Like, that's insane. He was yeah, that's, the that dude, most that bankable dude. actor of those like 18 months or whatever. And there was talk yeah, for a long time that he would be the next Indiana Jones. He still might be. I could buy it. The, just, but think okay. of where they came from. And that this was all part of Phase 2. After the Dark World, things looked like, oh, shit, this is all going to suck. We're never going to even get to Avengers 2. And then... Yeah, Captain- I, would, I really want to watch Dark Specifically, World. Specifically, it was Iron Man 3, then Dark World, right? Like, yeah, that was, I, I know. Think, at the close... Yeah. But then they finished... It was finished- close to derailing yeah. the whole thing. They finished Phase 2 with Winter Soldier. Why do people like Iron Man 3? They finished First phase- of all, you fucked up the Mandarin. And then the whole story was really really poorly done about like Tony Stark being sad and then it didn't serve the bigger picture at all. You know? Phase 2. Like, uh, films in Phase 2, Iron Man 3. At the at the very least, the down point. Dark World, garbage. Winter Soldier, extremely good. Amazing. Yeah. Guardians, extremely good. Age of Ultron, pretty bad. And then Ant-Man, I, I would know, say I middle Age of Ultron. Why is What's Age of Ultron pretty Ultron? bad? You guys, you know, I know the what? the Avengers just... film. Can I can I can I say what? Okay, because they're gonna say like that they they shit on the fucking Ultron character. Like I don't care about the Ultron character at all. Yeah, but I bet you do. I bet you, I bet you fucking wake up. <laughs> They'd be like, oh, why did they pay respect to the Ultron character? I just thought it was dumb. I thought it, the whole thing was Vince dumb. Spader was amazing. His fucking uh, Ultron. It's not David Spader. What's his name? See, here, here's James the difference, Spader. though. Dave, James Spader. I feel like and the majority it. of the people fall in my boat. But I don't take these movies too seriously. The boat, he no, has, has no, no love for the Interrupting comics. everybody. 
it's it's I don't go into these movies taking them so seriously as 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 anything more than just a popcorn flick. These are entertaining yeah, movies. No, they're dumb. This isn't high art, but like there's something really fun about characters that you grew up with. Like I was a big nerd into all the animated series, like the X-Men animated series and Spider-Man and like all that kind of shit. So seeing these guys in like live action is something like I wanted since I was a kid. So like that's the part that's really fun. Exactly. Of course, it's not like there's going to be plot holes and garbage and there's going to be a lot of stuff that like it's not high art. Like there's no superhero movie that I'm like, oh, it should have won an Oscar. But there's there's definitely a lot of fun things that happen. And sometimes it's nice just to sit in a the movie theater and eat some popcorn and see some shit get blown up, you know? Yeah. Well, shit, or some shit. No, that's how I felt about oh. Jurassic World uh, 2. Jurassic World 2 sucked. Let's that be was honest the worst movie I've ever seen sucked. in my life. Um, well, like that, friend, was like that, that was friend. like they tried to make ten movies into one movie. Friend of the show, Alex Rose. the uh, Actual the, uh, film critic. Yeah, actual film critic for Cult Montreal ha- has like a theory about the like the the superhero genre which he's like you need to go into a super like a superhero film knowing that the like most of the like obviously like i guess maybe some nolan's batman whatever notwithstanding but like the best that it's going to be is a b plus you know and it's like but the thing is but knowing that kind of frees you up to enjoy a popcorn flick like you're not ever going to see the best movie ever made you're going to see a real fun but like action adventure hold on hold on Uh, to that point maybe but then you look at phase three of the of the MCU, and tell me where they missed. If you, I I disagree with words on Captain it Marvel. Phase three. But Civil War. I don't think. Yeah, but I'm just saying. I don't Guardians think. And the end. Hold on. Homecoming. Thor. Ragnarok. Black Panther. Infinity War. Ant Man Two. Captain Marvel. Endgame. Far From Home. That's a fucking run. That was all one phase. That is yeah, a dude, run. Man, phase three is dope. But I was like, outside of maybe Black Panther, like I'm like, are you saying any of these are like <laughs> top tier A films? They're all fun, but like a B plus, I'm I'm like I don't want to disparage the grade of B plus. That's a really good fun movie. I'm just saying, like, like but to Lawrence's point, like they're not. Nothing is like dropping my jaw, being like this. Everybody needs an Oscar for these. Like you can home run a Marvel film and know that the ceiling is a fun popcorn movie. But that's fine. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't, that's I, what I'm saying. I don't, <laughs> that's okay. Yeah. Shoot. So how I will say, Thor, though, how did the Thor franchise in 20 years, survive Dark uh, Hold on. Crystal? In 20 years, <laughs> more people will be talking about Endgame than will be talking about whoever the fuck won Best Picture last year. Yeah, but I mean, but at the same time, but like, okay, but like, so I will agree with that. And, but it, they exist in the, we mentioned it with Chris Pratt's movie career, they exist in the same space as Indiana Jones. Everybody's going to talk about Indiana Jones. Everybody's going to talk about Back to the Future. They're absolutely like important, fun, nerd, geek movies that are amazing and beloved by millions. But they're not like, I'm not just sort of like, mm, you know, Back to the Future is uh, really uh, the 80s version of Citizen Kane. Like, n- like I no, but why do only movies like yeah. Citizen Kane deserve Oscar, Oscar love? No, Why did it they, take no, Marty Scorsese it, until The Departed to win an Oscar? Back to the Future is pretty iconic. Back to the Future is pretty iconic. It's amazingly iconic. It's like one of my all-time favorite films. Like, but that, like, it's like the artistry of it is different. I, I think that's because it, like, it comes in like comic books. Like, I wouldn't compare my favorite comic book issue, excuse me, to like uh, a Monet painting or whatever. I'm like, I can understand that there's like a different. So caliber Thor, of Thor artistry is a, that's happening. Thor is getting a fourth solo film, right? Yeah, yeah. Because because Ragnarok, like Ragnarok, yeah, but but like how did, how, did, how did he survive Dark World? Like how did they make another? Because of Ragnarok. No, but how did they make Ragnarok at all? If like, because so basically, you know, basically, it was a hail mary, though. Like right, like the, that was the, my, the first. Yeah. The first two Thor movies. The first Thor movie is actually okay. It's pretty decent. Yes. Yeah, the, the, they, 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 they what they, they did is they took like a really serious character who like spoke in yield english and stuff like that and then with thor ragnarok they made him like a cool funny surfer so they really leaned into kind of like the marvel movie type and taika watiti produced a really funny interesting comedy script yeah well but and and, but apparently though that that like i said that whole entire experiment was like a 
if if Thor Ragnarok did poorly, you would only see Thor kind of popping up in Avengers movies here and there. Like he Taika was given that free reign on the basis that like Dark World was crap. So they were like, look, let's just not try to hit that old timey Viking World? nonsense. Does anybody know? Does anybody know who made Dark World? Alan Taylor. Who fuck is Alan Taylor? Surprise Alan Taylor, you Surprise might know Taylor. from Really? Terminator Genesis. But also directed oh, a bunch no. of episodes of The Sopranos. We've talked about this really? guy also, yeah, he, so he many times on our show. Yeah, no, no as, as, a TV, as a TV writer, though, holy crap, though, like Lost, West Wing, Six Feet Under, Sex and the City, Sopranos, Game of Thrones, Boardwalk Empire, Deadwood, and Mad Men. As a TV director. He's directed, on. He's directed as every a film director, show in the last 20 years. As a film director, Thor Dark World and Terminator Genesis. So, oh, Oops. no. Oops. <laughs> Stick well, stick to one hour, baby. Exactly. You're a really good, dire- really good director. If you can only direct like, one hour, like a stooge put in by like the studios. Like, let's get a guy who like competent, like who like technically knows what he's doing. Yeah, and then like we can just. Fucking... I think he got he got Dark World directly because of th- his work on Thrones, though. Probably so. Dark World was 2013, and his work on Game of Thrones was before that. 2011, yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's it. he did. He did like most of the second yeah, season, almost all of it. There you yeah. go. But yeah, then and then they gave him Thor, and he. Yeah, some people just direct television, man. He stopped directing TV after that. Like he was like, I'm a movie maker now. <laughs> <laughs> I make films, damn it. <laughs> Holy shit! Oh man! Like so, then he made he made the the highest highest rated film that he's directed on Rotten Tomatoes is The Emperor's New Clothes at seventy three percent. He directed Palookaville at sixty four percent. What's the Emperor's New Clothes? I don't know. Uh, Kill the Poor, which got twenty five percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Thor: Dark World sixty six, and then he capped off his filmmaking career with Terminator Genesis coming in at twenty seven percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Twenty seven percent is that good? Taylor, twenty-seven percent good. Is he the director that uh, Christian Bale freaked out on? on no, set? no, no, no. That was a lighting yeah. guy. That was a lighting was a, guy. Yeah, director of photography. Oh, wow. Yeah, Genesis was the was the bring back Schwarzenegger one. You're thinking yeah. of Salvation? No, uh, no, no, no. It's not even Salvation, isn't it? Uh, no, it's like um, it's not Salvation. It's Terminator Insurrection. It was salvation. While I, yeah, I'm looking up the uh, yeah. yeah Terminator Salvation Incident, 2008 Terminator Salvation yeah, it Incident. Was salvation. While filming in New Mexico. Walter still doesn't that believe that right. it's salvation. He's that, still was, like, that was no, no. By, that was directed by <laughs> who directed was, it though? It was directed by Mick G. Mick G, another <laughs> television producer who's never no, able he did to the Charlie's Angels movies. He did the Charlie's Angels movies that we really liked. Yeah, those were powerhouse movies. Well, yeah, they were. The first one was with Cammy Cam- Diaz. They, they both yeah, had Cameron Diaz. Yeah, the first one was a big hit. And Lucy Liu? But yes, no, and Alan uh, Taylor did not direct Terminator Salvation, but Christian Bale's freak out. It was McG. It was McG, though, right? It was McG. Congrats on knowing McG. McG. He also. Oh, my God. He made a lot of music videos. He did. Uh, he did it to the fucking. That's one of my favorite, just to, to touch on comic books. Like, when the music video director gets a feature film, like whoever directed Catwoman, that happened his, all the time. That happened all the his, time in the fucking nineties and in the early two thousands. That shit. Happened. Well, Alien Three, dude. Like Fincher had only directed music videos and then got Alien Three, and that's the why it's, feature. <laughs> you're like, oh no, oh man. So top fives. I don't know. We're not going to do what top fives of Phase One here. Hang on. I want to talk about. I think uh, we've talked about every single film, though. Chris said no, it was impossible, but I think barely talked, even barely we, even scratched the surface. I think we touched on every single film. Um, so just looking at Phase One, right? Phase One introduces basically all the Avengers, except for uh, Black Widow and Hawkeye. They don't get to have their own film. Not yet. Hawkeye's yeah, but the Hawkeye, Hawkeye's in Thor and Black Widow's in Iron Man. Yeah, too. yeah, but it's but they but they didn't get to have their own standalone film. No. So what's what's the best of? But Iron Man got to have two films. In yeah, phase I wonder one. why. Um, yeah. Well, I will. I will. I will go ahead and say that. Like, I think Lawrence, you might 
have a similar experience to me as like watching Iron Man as a I was never I was never a Marvel or a DC kid like my comics the comics I got into mostly in like high school were a lot of like indie stuff uh but like I still like held comic book movies as like in an important place and like Marvel like the Batman the Nolan Batmans were good but they still didn't feel like comic books like to Walter's point they were kind of like more realistic yeah and, I, and then I remember, like, watching Iron Man and just feeling, like, almost, like, giddy throughout that this was a comic book movie. And, like, not a movie that was, like, from a comic book source and they're trying to, like, change it up to make more sense. from Like, this is a comic book film. And that yeah. got so much right. And I was just, like, filled with, like, my heart grew two sizes as I was, like, they're making comic book movies that are, like, not shitty? Yeah. I don't know. I- I think the first time I saw Iron Man, I was excited just because I've never seen the source material that was so well done before. And like we yeah. had, we had Spider Man, like the the Tobey Maguire Spider Man, yeah, was which was fun, but I don't think it really reached that kind of emotional home plate. That, yeah, that the, first, the first, the the, the I, especially the second one, I think was probably the best in that in that trilogy. Oh yeah, oh by far. I think- in terms like, of also that's, like that's a pretty good movie, Spider Man too. Yeah. In with, terms uh, with of Alfred Molina, holy shit! Yeah. yeah, 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 dude. That film was great. But I was gonna say, but back back to Iron Man though. I was like, in terms of like a non dramatic moment, like the like the truth is, I'm Iron Man. Like gave me chills in the movie theater. I was like, that's the best. I was like laughing, and I was like, I love this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like. like that's it's a great moment, and like it's like we we're saying, it set the tone for the whole thing. I also liked the Hulk. Like I liked Which the Hulk movie. I did, the Hulk movie with Ed Norton, I had a lot of issues with, mostly because of Liv Tyler running around going Bruce, Bruce, <laughs> Bruce, for like hours, and I was like, if I have to hear her voice one more time, I'm gonna lose yeah, my the, mind. Hulk is always the worst, though, when he has to deal with the Rosses. I like Both. Liv Tyler. Both the, yeah, but the, she the wasn't good in that movie, the, though. I like Liv Tyler, too. And the Colonel or whatever. So yeah, Liv but Tyler, she's amazing. If, if you watch The Leftover, fucking power. What's that? Okay, both of you were talking at once. Lawrence, go. I was saying, if you watch her in The Leftover, she's a fucking powerhouse. But yeah. she's an excellent actress. But the thing for me is, like, the Hulk, when you put him in a movie, you have to have the stakes be, like, really, really big. Because yeah. of, you know, just the way the character is set up. And if you move through all of the movies, I just think the Hulk, they put him in way too early where the stakes were like really low. And then they're like, oh, we're adding this character you're never going to see again with like Abomination and things like that. So I think that movie is interesting because it just kind of it kind of proved that they were going to assemble this uh, crazy cast. So if you look throughout the, the MC universe, in terms of one long intertwined story, I don't think you've ever we've ever seen a cast put together like this. Like, if you just think of the actors who were involved in over the 22 movies, that's insane oh, yeah. compared to, like, even even an all-star action movie, like, that's, that this universe takes the cake in terms of actors, like, top-flight, A-tier talent, you know? Yeah, like, every every single time, too, right? Like, that's, like, the weirdest part about it is you're just, even in Endgame, where you're just sort of like, oh, Thor needs to build a new sword or whatever, and you're like, here's Peter Dinklage. Yeah. <laughs> like, and you're like, Whoa. Unexpected Peter Dinklage all of a that sudden. That was an Infinity War uh, fact check. Yes, it was. Whatever. Yes, it was. <laughs> they're a bit, they're, that's just one big movie. Let's be let's be real. Ryan, Ryan yeah, George, uh, Ryan George said in uh, his Endgame uh, breakdown that it's it's one it's just the world's most expensive television show ever made. The entire MCU. I can buy that. I mean, it's also the highest grossing television show ever made by that standard also, though, right? Like, mm-hmm. like multiple, multiple movies over a billion dollars. Uh, and then, yeah, and I think uh, Joss Whedon... Oh, yeah, we didn't... That was one thing. I, I When I was talking about doing the MCU thing, I was like, we also have the MCU to thank for uh, Cabin in the Woods, like one of my favorite horror films. That's true. Yeah, which is, because that was in, like, release I hell. That, I love that movie as well. That's yeah, because it was, it was Joss Whedon... Huh? Chris, have you seen that? Dude, it's so good. You, I'm telling you, Chris, I know you're not a horror movie guy. Telling you. You would really like it. You'd really like it. Okay. Wait. Lawrence, Wait, yeah. you what? Have you seen Cabin in the Woods? No, I'm not a horror guy. Oh, uh, my God. You, should, you gotta, you gotta check it out. 
You're coming okay. over to my house and we're watching Captain we're Hoyt. We're yeah, watch yeah, Olympic Games. Lawrence and I will be right over. No, we're going to set up my projector well. on my roof and sit six feet apart and watch this. But yeah, no, that was a film. That, that I find, yeah. You know? Um, but yeah, no, that was a film that was it was it was completed. It had Chris Hemsworth uh, in it, and it was like written and directed by Joss Whedon, and was in like nobody was picking it up for distribution. And then because of the MCU and the success of the Avengers and all that stuff and all the hype going into Avengers and Thor, that movie got like got a wide distribution because like Chris Hemsworth's star power was huge and Joss Whedon's like credibility was all was all restored. So then we got to have Cabin in the Woods, and it was the best. Uh, Captain America: The First Avenger. I did was not a huge fan of, though. It was slow. Yeah, it was okay. Uh, it was right. slow. I uh, liked the flashbacky stuff. Uh, I felt the uh, Chris Evans face on a scrawny little kid weird. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's kind of that's not great. It's important Chris for Evans, the rest yeah. of the story because they call back mm-hmm. so much to that kid every single time. Uh, and for they sure. call back, and they call back throughout the whole MCU. Thing, yeah. Right? Like like him like him saying I could do this all day. You're taking all the stupid with you. They pay that off a bunch of times yeah. through the Winter Soldier, the Avengers, Infinity War, Endgame. They really pay off that kind of Captain America emotional tie through. So I think it's an important movie just to like enjoy the rest of them. But I wouldn't put I wouldn't rank it as one of the best MCU movies. No, and I always felt that like Captain America was kind of. Uh... He's he operates in a lot of that same area as as Superman to to go back to what we were talking about, where it's like Steve Rogers is a cool guy, but he's like ultimately is like how interesting can a character who's always makes the right choice. That's well, no, well, he doesn't make, he doesn't always make the right choice. Yeah. I'm, I'm not saying necessarily the right choice like for real, but he always makes the right moral choice. I mean, but not even. Not even exactly. Like, like I when think, does he? When does he make an immoral choice? But like, essentially, when you have like the Civil War stuff, a bunch of people die because of a mission he ran. Right. So when he opposes like the government and everything else, and he becomes a fugitive, even though the character is portrayed as being like a lawful good, a moral paladin kind of thing, he does make the wrong choice to kind of oppose people, even though. His whole backstory and mythos is that he's like an agent of the government. He's a captain. Yeah, but that's it. But when the government stops being moral, he like rises above the morality. Like he believes in the like he believes in the like strong and the land. No, I think if you look at him in more so than the government. If you look at him in Civil War and then Infinity War and Endgame, the arc that he went through in those three movies, he was he did not make in Civil War the right decision. At the end of the movie, he's beating up his best, his essentially one of his most closest friends, because his friend just found out that him and his other friend beat killed his parents. It's like that's not yeah. a good moral decision. Well, he's he's, ex- I, he's inc- I think I think there's like, like that's a bit of a righteous vengeance that he's entitled. He's incredibly to. flawed. He's like, incredibly flawed. Yeah, and and I don't think I don't think they had they obviously they they position the characters. He's supposed to be like the virtuous leader and things like that. But yeah. I think, you know, he goes through enough where you see him experience loss. You see him, you know, be angry. And, yeah, and I'm not saying he's without growth. Like, but he, he's yeah. also been, but he's been propped up, like, or at least his films have been propped up by, like, other elements, right? Like, Winter Soldier works a large part because of uh, of Bucky and Zemo, right? Like... And Civil War works in large part because of everybody else that's going on in it. And even First Avenger works because it's also a 1940s war film. You know, I mean, like as a character, he's been like kind of almost like Roman Reigns protected in a way yeah, where he's been he's been put into good. He's been like as a character, the character's been put in situations to shine. You have to understand the MCU is the is the land of toys that they that they could use, right? You don't have the X Men. You don't have the Fantastic Four. For a long time, you didn't have Spider Man. Sure, but they didn't. They didn't elevate. ask a million characters to bail out Doctor Strange. Like Doctor Strange could hang on his own, in his own film. Yeah, but so. You know? But the thing is, the thing is, you have to you have to kind of introduce characters at some point, right? So the lesser characters that aren't going to get their own movie, you're not going to have a fucking Falcon movie. You know what yeah. I mean? You might not have a lot of interest in a Black Widow movie, even though they're doing that now. So you do have to introduce it. And having the Winter Soldier tie in. It's just like a really, really nice 
kind of portrayal of what they did in the comics. So that was interesting. But like, yeah. and that's also not his first movie. So this first movie, you establish Bucky, you establish him, you know, sacrificing himself and all these kind of things. And then you, you kind of you have, have to... And you had an up. Avengers film too. Well, Civil War essentially was another Avengers film. We know what I'm saying, but like, but in terms of yeah. like, but even before Winter Soldier, right? He had his own, he had his own movie, first Avenger. Then there was Marvel's Avengers, so that like I think yeah. pumped the character. Then he had Winter Soldier. Then there was another Avengers movie. Then he had Civil War, and which and like you said, Civil War is. I ultimately, I honestly think I think I've told this to Chris. Uh, like I have no love for Age of Ultron, not because of how they're handling of Ultron. I just think that like it lacked the gravitas of the original Avengers Ultron mm-hmm. was not built up to be that big of a deal. And then ultimately right. ended up, ended up not being that big of a deal. <laughs> and like the age of Ultron lasted, you know, like it's an entire age that lasted what a week, you know, yeah. like when, when so I found the months. title, when I found the title of when they announced the age of Ultron, I was like, Oh crap, they're going to like throw the entire world into a, like a electronic blackout or whatever. And they're like, yeah, it was a week or two and everything is back to normal by the end of the film, maybe a month or two. Right. But anyway, but, and that's why I was like, I just, age of Ultron didn't have the gravitas of the other Avengers movies, but then civil war kind of got it right back. And I was like, I feel they could have skipped age of Ultron and turned civil war into the big set piece and of phase two, instead of the kickoff of phase three. Like that's, I think that would have been better. And then they would have been able to maybe do an Ultron story later when they, when the well went dry, but it seems skippable. No. To me. You don't do fucking Civil War and then Endgame or whatever and then go to the fucking robot story. No, but like you wait, you wait. Ultron can be a big deal later. You know, like no. like it's just that like he's no, he no, felt he felt like a filler bad guy. Story later. I also think I also uh, think people feel that way about that movie because Josh Whedon was in over his head on the second one. They gave him a lot to do. You have to introduce yeah. Quicksilver, exactly. and then you have to you have to introduce Scarlet Witch. You have to introduce Vision. And then the worst to, you know, was immediately killing Quicksilver because the uh, the Fox Quicksilver was so much cooler. <laughs> like, which is still to my like whatever they say about the writing and all that stuff. I was like the the Quicksilver scenes in the Fox movies were so much better. The character was cooler. And I think that Marvel just had to be like, well, we're just killing ours. Huh? <laughs> like, he gets introduced and killed in the same film because that guy from American Horror Story was super fun and he was written as a more fun character in the other franchise that everybody was like, that was a lot of fun. And then, uh, and then yeah. And then I, exactly, and I didn't buy... I will say the le- the char- the story arc overall, the 22 film story arc that I care the absolute least about is Wanda and like Peter Maximoff and Vision. Like just do not care about them. And it was also the parts of Infinity War and Endgame that I cared about the least. Disagree. Oh, they're like, oh, we're going to kill this robot and he's a robot. And so you're like, okay, well, I'm going to need a thousand of your best soldiers to die so this robot doesn't. I didn't care. I didn't care. And then, and and again, it wasn't like someone wrote a theory. Anyway, we're, this is we're jumping, <laughs> we're jumping ahead to phase three. You're bot phobic. Yeah, bot, <laughs> exactly. I hate Vision. I hate Ultron. Robots don't have places in the MCU. Uh, wrapping up on phase one, though. Um, yeah, the whole thing. This, we're getting it done this one episode. Oh my god, dude. Uh yeah, wrapping up phase one, moving into phase phase three. Favorite film from phase one slash two, Walter. Um, Batman, Dark World, (laughs) Dark Knight Rises, World, Dark Dark World Rises, Dark World Rises that you've never seen. All right, next, Winter Soldier. Chris Vendito, I'm gonna call it for you. I'm gonna call it for you, Winter Soldier. Yeah, I just said that. Yeah, I know, but I think that's pretty obvious with like my, you know, what you guys know about my movie taste. That movie was basically Jason Bourne as a comic book movie, so that yeah. was pretty okay. So you must be jazzed then about. Uh, the I'm Black pretty Widow. pumped. Like I feel the I'm Black pretty pumped. I'm pretty going to be like real. I was pretty sad. Like spy espionage. Yeah, I love shit. that shit. I was pretty sad that it was uh, delayed because of the pandemic. 
that and James Bond. Uh, so what are you gonna do? Lolly, favorite phase one, phase two film? Oh, I'm gonna say Avengers. Makes sense. I mean that that's so we're gonna say like the the Avengers, the first Avengers, the Avengers yeah. Age of Ultron. Yeah, the, Marvel's the Avengers. Yeah. What happens in the first one? What's the enemy in the first one? The Loki. first one is is Loki and all those fucking the oh, Shatar. Right. See, that's what I that's what I feel that Age of Ultron was missing because like Loki was being built up in multiple films, like, right? And then and and, and Ultron just showed up. No, he didn't was... just fucking show up. Fucking Tony Stark fucked up and introduced him into the world. It was like built through their own fucking. It was meant to de- as a demonstration. Their whole hubris ability. Their yeah, but then hubris. if there if exactly. there had been. If there had even He's been like player. hints of Jarvis being kind of evil, that would have been a bit of Jarvis better build. is not fucking evil. What are you talking about? No, but I'm saying, I'm saying if if Tony's AIs had a better background, and then to all of a sudden, oh, there's an evil one, and also GSP is in it. Yes, he is. As Bartok de Lipper. Oh, Bavoir. But yeah, like like the Avengers films should feel like the final boss fight of a video game. And Ultron did not feel like. I don't know. I felt like, like the final boss I, fight again. I just. I, I mean, I mean, yeah. The, the dude picked up a continent. Yeah, like what do we? They had a like continent about? no one cared about. Then he put it back, or he didn't put it back. They just dropped it, and it was okay. It wasn't okay. It led to uh, the directly it led to the events oh, of the next two it, films. It's what led to civil war. It led to the civil war. It led to civil war, yeah. and it led to infinity war. Yeah. So, so if I think if we're looking at like. You're like, hey, how did like when you're talking about the lead into Ultron? Ultron as a character is just an amalgamation of like the hubris, well, in the comics at least, of, of Hank Pym and Tony Stark. Yeah, but before totally. Hank Pym is introduced, it's like just like Banner and Stark feeling themselves because they saved the world, and Tony Stark is like over his depression about like, being a black hole. They could have even. Yeah, like to that point, they could have done Ant Man first and maybe had a bit of a lead into that hubris, you know? Like, I guess, like I said, I just, I don't, and I'm not saying it's like the worst Marvel movie that they ever made. It's just that, like, as a, as like, if you think of like the, the Avengers films as like the centerpieces of them, I feel that it, it, it falls short of all the other Avengers movies, personally. Like, I, I, I mean, if you, if you just want to talk about the Avengers movie, I think it's the weakest mm-hmm. of the four. I think, though, as a part of like that bridges, even counting, counting Civil War, it's it's weaker. It's, yeah, it's, it's, it's weak. Yeah, it's weaker than Civil War for sure. I, I also think that they, it, it's like a necessary thing to kind of bridge to the next phase, though, because yeah, it's what I, sets off the chain of events that leads us to where we yeah, want to go. I, I don't think it was that bad. I just think they could have built it a little better, like especially especially considering that, and I mean, I mean, like hindsight being a, being what it is, like looking at this. Especially seeing that like Dark World and Iron Man three did not build to Ultron and were shit. So if you think of like if you think in terms of like what movies were building to Ultron, there were shitty movies that were kind of bad that weren't building to Ultron. When you're like maybe there were some good movies that were building to it that they could have done instead. You know what I mean? Like it was. Yeah. And and Guardians also like exists in Phase two, but ultimately doesn't build to Ultron in any meaningful way either. Like that's like you know what I mean? Like it's like the films leading up to Ultron were Iron Man three. Thor Dark World, Winter Soldier, Guardians of the Galaxy, Deanne Smith, um, and, Smith, and then you're into the Age of Ultron. So, Walter's just showing a video of Deanne, I believe. Walter, Walter's um, a fucking menace to society. And- <laughs> but you know what I mean? But I'm just saying, but as a, as a phase of Marvel cinema... You didn't, you didn't build to it, and there was room to build for it. You had four movies that could have been building to it. And arguably, outside of the Winter Soldier, none of them did. You know, like, those movies didn't really lead into each other. Anyway, uh, but I will say that my favorite phase one, two film would be Guardians. Like, Guardians, I had, I had, I had checked out mentally from the series, uh, from the MCU, because I got, I had gotten tired of the, the continual rehashed origin stories. Um, uh, I liked the, I enjoyed the Avengers. Iron Man 3 was real bad. I avoided it. Have still haven't seen it. Thor the Dark World I saw and it was not enjoyed. I did like Winter Soldier, but I was still like, eh, this Marvel, but Guardians of the Galaxy is like Chris was saying, that huge flex from MCU. Incredible flex. Uh, exactly. Just these characters that like I knew, and they're not even the original Guardians. That's like, even if you want to go 
harder into how much of a flex it was. They went with yeah. like like group two of the Guardians of the Galaxy. It wasn't even the OG Guardians group. They just throw together this cast, amazing cast, funny, great soundtrack, James Gunn, like writing and directing. Uh, and I was like, I'm back, baby. And then, uh, and then, yeah, yeah, I would say best, best movie of phase one, phase two for me is Guardians. All right. So, uh, are we doing, we're going to do part two? Yeah, we'll do a part two later. Do part two. Walter, do you want to do part two? Talk about uh, the Joker. Joaquin Phoenix is the Joker. No. <laughs> All right, boys. Co- closing comments, Lawrence, Chris, just shut it off. Thank. I just want to talk about Faith One, Faith Two. I mean, yeah, man, go watch the shit you haven't watched. Go enjoy it. So far in Phase One, Phase Two, the only one I haven't seen is Iron Man Three. Yeah, I also like to end this podcast by saying fuck anyone who criticizes people our age for watching these movies. Um, it's as if you don't have a brain on your head. Not okay. Not only that. So here's here's wrong. what I would go even wrong further. Demo, bro. Wrong demo. What people don't understand is that these are the action movies, right? Like no one, no one would would fault our parents for going to see the new James Bond, like or Under Siege you know? Two. Yeah. Like these are the James Bonds. Like James Bonds are silly, f- fun popcorn nonsense. And like no one would, if a guy's like in their late thirties, early forties, being excited for the new James Bond, you're like, aren't you a little old for James Bond? No, nobody's too old for James Bond. Nobody's too old for Marvel movies. Yeah. Walter, closing thoughts. What are your thoughts? Um, I, I'm wondering if like the- to sustain this and for how long. The MCU. Well, this pandemic might throw a wrench in that. Yeah, arguably, it's already like I mean, like it lasted a long time already, like a full decade, right? We could get into this uh, in the next podcast, but I don't. I I think the height of the MCU was Phase Three. I don't see how they could replicate that ever. I I don't know, man. Just so like here's the here's the titles they have. I guess we'll we'll talk about this a little bit more, but I'm like. I think that Disney Plus is going to be a big part of it. I think running the shows, like if uh, um, if Falcon and the Winter Soldier show really kind of like is cool and they have that like they can meander in and out of Disney Plus. But yeah, just the like the next the next three the next six movies are Black Widow. Like I think that they are definitely taking some breathing room here. But yeah, this is phase three. We'll talk about this later. I think they're taking some breathing room. I think it's the right choice, and I think that they're going to take like another ten years to build up back to Endgame levels yeah. of uh, massive film. That's my uh, that's my takeaway. All right, boys. Good show, everybody. Let's stick around just for a second. We'll grab the. Thanks again for listening. Go plug yourself. As always, a big thank you to Leland Beckman and Oral Turpitude for providing all of the original music for the show. We mentioned at the beginning of the show that we'd love for you to tell your friends about the show, and honestly, that's all you really need to do. But if you're feeling particularly generous, you can support the show financially and 9to5.cc in general by going to patreon.com slash 9to5cc. You can get early access to every episode of Go Plug Yourself and other perks too. Finally, if you or someone you know has a project they'd like to plug on the show, reach out to us and let us know. You can find us on Facebook by searching 9to5cc, and we're 9to5cc on Twitter also. If everything works out, you could be the next person to sit down with Walter and I and talk about horror movies or wrestling. And I mean, also the thing that you're trying to plug. 9to5.cc. Podcasts, blogs, and comics. Made in Montreal since 2011.